I'm Liz. Hi, I'm Marie. And this is Mocket, a podcast from Metrostar where we take a deep dive into design thinking, trending UX topics, and making our work transform the government. Let's get started. For today's episode, our first episode, we're going to be covering forming, storming, and norming, and how to form strong friendships in government. And we'll also be giving you a little bit of an intro about who we are and how we became friends in the government space. So Liz, why don't you tell us? Why don't you kick it off? How did you get into Metro Star and government work? Yeah, um, so my first job out of college was um, actually at a nonprofit that supported the Small Business Administration. And one of the first projects that I ever worked on was uh, redoing a website. And so coming from a communications and marketing background, I didn't really have a, a tech background. And then I like absolutely fell in love with the process of redoing a website with everything that goes into that. I got, that was the first time I got introduced to Drupal and know this is like 10 plus years ago. <laughs> so, you know, I really felt that, um, it was like, it was very serendipitous that I sort of fell into that. And then, um, from there I decided that UX was the field that I wanted to be in and like really got into, um, how you match user needs with making websites and like bringing that to digital. And so from there I, I went on to get a master's in uh, human-centered computing and um, really hone in on, um, you know, the user experience and, and working with people. And just uh, getting into government, I think that I've been lucky to work in nonprofit, higher education, and consulting. And, um, you know, I just, I feel really lucky that I got to, I get to be with MetroStar and work on a cool government project that, you know, I've met a lot of great people. <laughs> including you. So, yeah. So what about you? How did you, how did you land here? Yeah. So I'm sure I probably already knew this, but since we're going through it, I also have a communications background. Um, and then I went on and got a design degree following that. Um, you know, I had a little bit of like that panic that I was going to be stuck in Microsoft office applications post school. And was like, Oh my gosh, that's not for me. I need to do, um, something visual, creative and all that. Um, and when I was finishing design school and got my first job, um, this onset of UX really started kicking off. So there was no classes about it, but there was a lot of UX that was, I think, inherently taught from what we were learning, um, from design principles, from making our applications and websites usable. Um, it's definitely a lot more than what was covered there, and we've, I've done a lot of courses since then. Um, but yeah, very similar to you, got into a, a website redesign project and was like, give me more of this. Um, so I was working on the corporate team and um, that project was done. So I went on to look for uh, more future opportunities to you know, just keep with that website refresh, the UX um, aspect of it and ended up here at MetroStar. And we've had a lot of opportunities um, expanding from trying different uh, principles of human-centered design, different exercises. Um, and like you said, we're on an awesome project that lets us trial and error and get better um, and really get to explore that UX field with a lot of great mentors, resources, um, and teammates. Yeah, and I think it's uh, exactly what you said. Um, you know, we're, we're the same age. So when yeah. we were coming up, like th this, um, when we were first out of college, there was really nothing, nothing about it. Yeah, and so it's really amazing that in just like 10 years, we've grown in our education wise but then like the field has grown and in the government space 
with the implementation of like USWDS, mm-hmm. um, OPM's lab, there are so many things that even in government space that they have just embraced this sort of co- this concept of of uh, UX design. So it's yeah. been um, a really great transformation as as we've gotten to um, sort of like some of our prime <laughs> years, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. We are getting to, I joke with Liz all the time about, like, oh, my whole life is just a big UX exercise. Like, make a mark, get some feedback on it, and then go further. Like, I can't ever tell you what to do from start to end. I know what the end concept goal is, and I know probably my first three steps. And then I'm like, mm, I need some feedback to decide next. So. Well, yeah, and I think also, like, on our project, like, you're so encouraging of, like, the first stab at it doesn't have to be the final stab like mm-hmm. we like you're always like encouraging people to be iterative whether it's in design or whether it's with um, mocking up a page or creating a page on the website everything is just this iteration that I think has become sort of our team dynamic of like it's okay if at first you know you know it's not great yeah it, right. <laughs> and that's okay and I think that's also part of um sort of the dynamic that our team has and the culture that our team has. And I think that also like fits well into what we're talking about today with mm-hmm. uh, forming, storming, and norming, and performing as the, the final. But that that's definitely something that our team has had to undergo as we've kind of grown over the mm-hmm. last couple of years in the project. Yeah, and I think um, we had talked about this concept of the forming, storming, norming, and performing and how great it was for just discussing with right government contracts are a couple months to a couple years and that even um, within MetroStar right now, like I've been on a couple of different projects. We know other colleagues who have been on different projects that this is something that you experience in a lot of cycles, especially in government work. And sometimes it's a little bit like more uncomfortable, more tense. And other times it's super awesome and super sweet and you just click um, and you can go forward. Um, I think our project has been interesting, and I'll give a little backstory. Our project used to have two different projects to it, um, so it's like one overarching one. And so Liz and I, um, so even more backstory, <laughs> I actually interviewed her with the other UX architect who is on a different contract now. Um, but yeah, we got to do the whole remote um, interviewing even before a pandemic, which was cool and awkward. Um, but now we're all used to being on screen. Oh, um, I thought you were so cool. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not cool enough for marine units. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. We had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Doing a virtual interview. I think it was our first virtual interview too, because a lot of people just were coming into the office. Yeah, and the and for people listening, the reason it was virtual is because my wife and I at the time live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, while she was finishing up law school. So her final semester of law school, mm-hmm. we knew we were coming home to D.C., which is where she went to undergrad and where I grew up. And so it's like, okay, like now, now it's time to, to, to find something. <laughs> and I primarily had only um, applied to higher ed jobs, and I applied to one government consulting job, which was MetroStar. Oh, it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, it just, like, clicked really well. And so, yeah, we were definitely, definitely ahead of the curve as uh foreshadowing of our current life right now right um but yeah so then like we just said it was meant to be liz joined metro star and um but she was we were on separate projects so (laughs) we knew of each other um but that whole forming and storming part 
we got to experience with each other, but not storming together on the same projects. So we both had that UX strategy communications design input we were trying to do with our teammates on our projects and then could kind of like hang out together and be like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? How, like, what is going on? Um, yeah, and I think, um, so one fun fact before we get too far into this, like, yeah. I, like our personal is um, I, as part of this topic, I looked up where this concept came from and I had no idea how, how far back it originated. So according to Google, <laughs> the concept of forming, storming, norming, and performing describes the four stages of psychological development a team goes through as they work on a project. The idea originated in 1965 with American psychologist Bruce Tuckerman, who proposed a model of group development built around these ideas. And I think exactly what Marie was saying, like we had sort of a unique luxury mm-hmm. where we we were forming in the sense because we were on the same project, we had the same PMs, we worked with the same people, but we didn't have the necessarily the same storming yeah we didn't storm with each other Uh, as much as we stormed with the people on our projects yeah but we could relate (laughs) because of our discipline (laughs) yeah and so I think that's like something that is unique to like what like you know I think that like worked out really well for us you know um but then when our project uh as Marie alluded to became one project we Mm -hmm. We no longer had this second part of the project that we were working on. We really became like one UX yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of storming. And I'm not sure, thinking about this, just from you bringing up our fun facts off of Google, if forming and storming, nor- well, forming, storming, and norming, and performing, <laughs> throw that last one in. Um, if that ever actually stops, or if it's a cycle as well, just thinking about our project now, and probably it's also because we've grown. So on our project, I've also, um, Liz and I have stepped up to split some of the Scrum responsibilities. Um, I took on a lot of them in the beginning. I forget what you were doing, because it's the pandemic, and January was a long time ago now. Um, but Seema Mai. Oh, there you go. So she was doing... <laughs> some documentation stuff but there was definitely like storming again and this is on a team that we had a couple new hires but everyone had been together for six months but I think with roles and responsibilities changing uh, just looking back just what we're in August so seven months if I do math because uh, it's the end of January I mean we've formed stormed normed performed like multiple times and I would I feel like we're doing going through it again on our UX team and we can share it for another time, but like in theory, what should be happening and sometimes in reality, what happens? And there's definitely been um, conflict, but not in a bad sense, but in like great understanding our constraints and, you know, forming around what is our usability and then storming around a lot because we have these constraints that don't lead to the ideal scenario of usability testing and, um, like quite literally while we're talking one of our other colleagues is going off and figuring out our codes and like norming what we're testing and our practice practices around it so yeah it's um yeah it's 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 very true (laughs) what you're saying with the the iterative and i think we've we've gotten lucky with our team that sometimes i think people might think it's 
it's a negative when you're quote unquote storming like mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be a negative it can be you know a positive like I'm sure like you know we've talked about this many times like when when we go through these iterative design cycles mm-hmm. or iterative you know like usability testing or whatever we're working on our team has is very respectful mm-hmm. so I think that even though sometimes we are it may seem that like oh it's like a tense conversation or like something might be like a little bit awkward it's never like it's never intended to be like a personal stab. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's something that maybe, um, you know, it might seem uncomfortable, like you're like quote unquote storming, but that's just it, that's just how you move forward and you learn and your your team grows. And then the mm-hmm. next time, just like we were, like with your editor, like the next yeah. time we're like we're a step we're better. A step yeah ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I agree to your point. I think having that respect is really what is like the apex of it all for you to storm and then go into norming and have positive relationships. I mean, right there's like days, probably everyone's like, Oh, I can't believe so-and-so at work. But right. You take that out of the office, you know, you have your tea, if you got to calm down with tea or you have your beverage or whatever it is, um, you know, you just kind of like indulge at home, you know, it's a new day the next day. Um, but having that respect and that right hard conversations, conversations of conflict, as long as you go in open-minded, right. And like, I learned stuff and thought about things differently. I don't want to be stagnant and only have one perspective. Like, it's good for someone to challenge me. Yeah, and I think, so I I really, like, I do not like conflict. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get very uncomfortable with conflict. And, um, you know, and I think it's good to, like, hear these things because it's, like, it is a reminder that, like, even though you have, like, tense conversations with your team, it's not like you're being a jerk. It's, mm-hmm. like, you're trying to move the project forward, and it's okay that sometimes, like, you might clash with X, Y, you know, whatever, whoever on your team, or you might clash, maybe not with the person, but you might have a different style, or they might have a different style, or they want to do it in a particular method, and you think another method is the, the mm-hmm. right way to go. And so it's just kind of coming together to then like quote unquote norm what your performance is going to be and then get your groove as a team Mm -hmm. so yeah it's very true that you're you're always um it it doesn't have to be a negative and I think sometimes that like especially like someone I I am very like conflict averse (laughs) like like it makes me uncomfortable talking about it now like oh my gosh conflict um but it, it it does have positive outcomes for the project and for the team because the next time you're in this situation of for instance, us doing the next time we do usability testing, our next round of that, mm-hmm. we're gonna be that much better, that much stronger, and that much more um, in that norm of this is how our team performs. Yeah, you said it wonderfully. Um, this we can go back because we've talked a lot about storming. We can get away from conflict now, get <laughs> <laughs> you a little more comfortable, um, and go into yeah, like norming and performing. So. I think right respect throughout the entire process and open-mindedness I think is I've definitely I would not say in my earlier years right you know you're like a 21 year old 22 year old spunky (laughs) you know the world you own the world Um, but definitely like in recent years uh, becoming a mom uh, so and I also coach high school kids uh, you know just continuing to stay open-minded and that right um, right, I always say like, oh, I care about everyone's perspectives, or like, right, I 
like am all about including everyone but you really aren't until you start being like saying um using different terminology um i don't know it's really like really personal i don't know if you've ever noticed it but right with you and your wife i like make sure even when i'm talking about family situations that it's i'm not saying like a male and a female now i'm more considerate about like leaving it more like vague like they or partners or parents because right parents come in all shapes and sizes and that's I don't know my effort at trying to like you know I'm like oh I include everyone inclusion is great but like I also need to have it in my language in my norming of our team um yeah and I think that uh, well one like I really appreciate that that's that's, that's a nice compliment (laughs) um but I think also like I think I've learned so much from you in the sense of like like, all of your coach, like, first, like, being a mother, like, I've learned, like, I'm, like, not, I'm not a parent, um, but just, like, you know, how you interact with Joe has been, like, really, like, heartwarming. I know that we've had, like, a lot of talks about, like, you know, I have some tips and tricks for you that I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll use. Send him um, on a lap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, um, one thing that I think has been really, really awesome learning from you is the, your coaching abilities like you translate that so well in what we do with either working with more junior team members or um, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a future podcast when we do events for promoting women in technology mm-hmm. and you're so good working with people who are just like a, like a younger generation and it's something that I just don't have that experience and like <laughs> learning from you and like seeing how you interact and coming up with these like quote-unquote kid-friendly um, activities or kid-friendly language that then, like, I can, like, I see you do it, so I can repeat it mm-hmm. because it, you know, you've given the examples. And so I think that that's something that um, is definitely, like, we've built that in as, like, a normal part of our project mm-hmm. because, you know, it's great that, it's, like, it's great that, like, we are leaders on the team and, like, we are leaders on the project and stuff like that, but we're, if we're not helping more junior teammates or more, um, junior people at the company level at large, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're not fulfilling our duties as, like, being good leaders or managers. So I think that that's something that, like, has been, like, really <laughs> great for me to learn because I'm like, oh, like, these are, like, great, like, ways to, like, like bring down the language to be more universal or like, bring down mm-hmm. the language to be, like, more accessible. And I think that's, like, part of, like, what we like to do with the UX. Like, we yes. want to make sure that things are, like, equitable and they're you know, they're five-way compliant for those that may have different ways of learning or using technology. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, these, like, personal things that each team member brings to the team and, like, their personal lives and, like, their skill sets bring to the team that, like, make it kind of, like, this, like, norming of, like, this is just how our team functions. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to be a respectful team. We're going to help each other out. Like, we're going to... Yeah. We're going like, to listen to each other and the different point of views. Yeah. So heartwarming, though. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, so that's, like, our team has been norming now. Well, and we have super fun news because we did just launch a massive, was it 12 to 18 months worth of work of migrating from Drupal 7 to Drupal 9. So if anyone else knows about that that's listening, that is a huge undertaking. Um, So the future of Drupal is awesome. But getting there is a completely, like, rework of everything you've ever done um, in your system. And then our fun team also decided to do an information architecture change. 
um, in the middle of that, which retrospectively is good to learn to see how much we actually changed. And we were like, oh, we're just like fusing a couple pages together and reordering things. Um, it all went great, but I think our team will, right, we normed and made the August deadline, which I just put out into the ethos when I started being our scrum lead and leading stand-ups and planning of like in February, hey, can we do this by August 8th? And we actually made August 6th because that was the weekend. Um, but now we get to, so we normed, we performed and did it. Um, I think everyone did it happily. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just like what Marie said with um, with those that maybe know more of the technical side of Drupal, yeah. migrating to Drupal 9 or D9 was, we just have our team um, as being non-developers. Some of us do have some light coding experience, light, yeah. <laughs> light uh, experience in coding, um, but it's much more user-friendly and a universal um system that we can use and I do credit um, our relationship with the development team mm -hmm. I know that's something else that we'll talk about in, yeah. a, in a future podcast but really like that relationship between the UX team and the dev team is crucial because I think that like we had to everyone had to compromise in some way yeah there was definitely storming in yeah that. I remember some of our moments were like what the heck like, <laughs> like but right, that's my perspective of thinking it was what the heck. But now we've launched, and I'm like, oh, like Liz said, it's way more accessible to folks who can just edit, like, from a, a word processor. Yeah. It's, um, you know, so it's not just that it happens, like, this, like, storming, forming, storming, norming, and performing doesn't just happen within, like, your own unit of whatever mm -hmm. your team you're on, but also as it happens on a project level. I mean, same thing with our PMs. Like, we... We've been really lucky. Our PMs mm -hmm. have been very consistent. They are like yeah. very open to, you know, like you can you can go to our PMs and it's not, it's not like I never feel awkward being like, hey, like can I have like a chat about this or like I think I didn't do well in this or like mm -hmm. I think I need support on this or like, ooh, this did not go too yeah. hot. Like we need <laughs> we need some help here. Um, but it's not. It's something that is uh, like that respect that we talked mm -hmm. that you talked about. It's a very like respectful environment. Yeah. And so I think even as, like, teams within the team, our larger team are, like, kind of, you know, storming, it's it's okay. And that's um, because everyone's, like, working towards the same goal. Mm -hmm. um, it, it has worked out well. And I think now that we're in this new system, it's just going to be, like, I'm kind of excited to see, like, where it goes. Especially, like, even if we have to, like, quote-unquote storm a little bit more of, like, how yeah. we, we use the system and, like, what next steps happen of, like, how we continue to innovate. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, so exciting. Yeah, it should be interesting. So, from, like, a metrics and, like, seeing how we do, because I pull metrics on our team just out of JIRA, like, not people, but we've had the same group of folks for a couple of months, same situation of being virtual, and we've all gotten into a groove. Um, there's still definitely, like, some kinks in the groove that we're working out actively together, but to see on uh, these next phases of our project or the new pieces coming in, right, does – Obviously, we're formed. That's an easy one. Check that box. But just, is that storming quicker now? Because we have already done a project together, right? I, I can read some people's, I don't want to say it's like they're nonverbals, so our team doesn't do video um, on our stand-ups and stuff. So I haven't experienced like Zoom fatigue for our team. We still treat it as 
it's a call it just needs to be audio um but so i can hear people's nonverbals. i guess more in like how they're responding to me um their tone and not that like someone gets like a rude tone or not but like are they saying it slower than they usually talk or are they saying it faster um so that'll be interesting with our storming right like can i read people better as being scrum masters yeah but that's that is a a good point with like uh the forming like we we are like a cohesive team now we Mm -hmm. are a cohesive unit we've had a lot of stability from every project within that norming and performing i think why we a positive thing to do and if like you want to take this on with like your teams is so we do agile practices our sprints are every two weeks so two weeks three weeks a month whatever it is we do kick off retrospectives so that's a time to evaluate how your team was performing the last two weeks and again right evaluation it can be a critique and have such a negative connotation we kick off retrospectives first giving out kudos to the team to make sure Right. We had some super crazy busy weeks and sometimes you don't get the chance to tell people you appreciated what they did or like one sprint, our team went through 90 stories and tasks, which is crazy, but everyone was in for it. Everyone got it done to meet the deadline of August. I think fairly happy, um, but right in that super busy two weeks, I don't know if anyone had a chance to say like, hey, thank you so much, Joe. Hey, thank you so much, Sam. Um, Right. Or just, hey, thank you so much, team, for getting this in. Uh, so we do kick off retros with those kudos to take the pause for big victories, small victories, um, and just general recognition and appreciation of everyone. Right. So, again, going off of the respect, the appreciation, quarantine is crazy on everyone. Um, it's affected people differently based on their living situation. So, you know super hard work week or two weeks get some recognition right like we hear you we see you quote unquote um but yeah we appreciate you even though you like and you've been busting it out yeah i think that's um that's a really good point about quarantine and like how it's affected people differently mm-hmm. yeah like definitely uh so i i live with my wife and i and, and at the time when quarantine started our our company was right with everyone else with that March 2020, like, shutdown. My puppy was six months old. (laughs) So he, um, he, you know, he became, like, a basically, like, a quarantine pup because we got him at two months, so we only had him for four months, and then it was, like, then he, like, has not left either one of our sides for the past, like, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our team, I, I say that to say that our team is really understanding on different things. Like, sometimes... Like, Tate, my dog, will bark. And I'm like, oh, like, I used to get embarrassed about it. Like, especially when we first went in, because I was like, ooh, like, I don't want this to come off as not professional or something like that. But people are super understanding. Um, You know, uh, one of our developers, uh, Joe, his cat has become really verbal over quarantine. So it's been really cute to, like, hear the cat. Like, you know, and we do um, happy hours every other week, and those are video so sometimes, like, you see the you know, like, people bring in, like, their kids or, like, you know, I like, um, especially when we were first doing them, a lot of, when our project, w- before it had split, a lot of people had kids on the project. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone had their kids on because it, at the time it was Friday afternoon. It wasn't, yeah. and, like, our PMs encouraged it. It wasn't something that was, like, you know, it was, like, very much we are all in this together. Mm-hmm. It's okay if, like, 
kids pop on. Yeah. Like, a dog barks, a cat meows. Like, it's, you know, like, I've had, like, a fire alarm in my apartment building go <laughs> off, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, things that... We have to, like, yell at you from stand-up, like, Liz, leave, stop messaging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, things happen. And our team definitely, like, it is, like, this, like, it becomes, like, a really tight-knit community. And, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've talked to you, like, like, more than I've talked to, like, the only other person I've probably talked to, maybe equally, but, like, probably even less I talked to Erin, because she's working this, like, (laughs) like, in the other room on her, at her job, too. So, I'm, like... Your work family, especially in this, like, very unique time of life, if you're if you're someone who um, is working from home, mm-hmm. you know, your work people become your family. And so then it's, like, part of this, like, even, even as, like, you're storming, it's still, like, it's, um, it's very respectful because, like, you're in, like, everyone knows you're in this together. Yeah. Agreed. But I think that that's a good uh, wrap-up of our of our first uh, ever podcast for Mock It. Don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends, and join us next time. As always, if you're interested in learning more about how government and tech collide, visit MetroStar.com.